there's things about who I was in the past that I was kind of bringing on to who I am in Christ. And it's very, like, very clear from life recently, God's saying, don't do that. Stop saying these things about yourself. That is not who you are anymore. I've given you a new identity. Your new identity is the righteousness of God, and you have that now. Um, and so when you say things like, oh, I'm, I'm judgmental, like, no, stop claiming that over your life. You're free from that. I've yeah. I've set you free. I've given you a new identity. I've made you the righteousness of God. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Certain Destiny podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, I'm joined by my friend, brother Christ, Daniel DeGuzman. Thank you so much for, for yes. joining me here today. Come on. Um, yeah, and today we're going to talk about freedom. Mm. This has been an episode that's kind of been in the making for several months, honestly. Yeah. I knew this topic was given to me a while ago, but there was a lot of just personal, like, things that wanted I wanted to, to really be able to be confident about before speaking on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like God's taken me to a good place, and it sounds like, you know, we've talked about yeah. this, so it sounds like the same thing. Yeah. Uh, has happened with you do you is there anything you want to just kind of say about yourself before we get into this to kind of just give some context as to who you are yes also let me i want to just testify to who you are as well because i met you like i don't know close to the start of this semester yes yeah and i'm i'm being so genuine when i say there was just this gravitation this this like (laughs) spiritual gravitation that i had to you it just came at such the right time and i don't know if that like i can honestly say that this was one of the most spirit-led connections that i've had it was just it was just there's no way of really describing it i just knew that meeting you was of the spirit of god Mm. and i also could see how much the spirit of god radiates from you and how much love that he's given you that you have to pour to other people and how much joy he's given you and it's just obvious i think if if anybody ever meets you one time they can see that about Mm you um and then from there once we like actually got to have conversations it was so edifying and so encouraging and just i'm just so thankful for you i'm so glad that we met so thankful for like this Mm -hmm. brotherhood Mm -hmm. um and we've said all this off the record but i just (laughs) wanted to acknowledge this for the people like yes bro thank you for who you are and for being on here but yes please let the people know who you are anything you want to say (laughs) anything honestly well well thank you so much first and foremost daniel for another daniel like i'm (laughs) so thankful for you man i already i've already said that off the record but um daniel has just been like such a blessing to me like i really honor him for just his humility his willingness to learn and grow deeper in the lord and and to just trust me with this opportunity to be able to come and talk with him here because we've been having such a beautiful conversation super super edifying and building up uh both of ourselves and i believe it's changed 
both of us. Like he was saying, the this topic about freedom has been in development mm-hmm. for the past few months. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been development for me, me also, not yeah. just Daniel, but me also. This Daniel too, <laughs> um, yeah. and it's just been crazy. And I'm so thankful to be able to walk with him. Like this is just us. Mm-hmm basically being able to share what we're learning and how yes. we can like how it transforms us to to grow and um so yeah i'm really thankful and i honor you daniel i bless this podcast and mm. this whole uh movement that you're doing and it's mm. just super super exciting thank you um and can i just say something real quick i love how you worded that of way where we are right now what we're about to say on this is just what we are learning yeah because this process this growing in freedom will be something that continues to happen so what we're going to be sharing today is not us speaking from like well we'll get into it but like (laughs) it is kind of us speaking from a a a final destination but also not because there's so much growing to do yeah um so yeah i love how you put that this is sharing us sharing what we've learned yeah because we honestly just don't know like, <laughs> I only see I've, we don't know everything, mm. but we're, we're just so privileged to be able to grow and learn. Like mm-hmm. when we accepted Jesus, we said yes to a life of just saying yes to him daily and, and, and getting to meet him daily at our weaknesses and, and, and our limits. And at these places where we've met him, it's just transformed us to like, just so be in awe and like to just share literally this is our way of sharing the gospel i believe Mm, yeah like i've always wondered that growing up like how do i share the gospel i can't memorize like everything Uh i know what he did for me on the cross i know what jesus did but like i don't feel like i don't feel like it's heavy on me Mm. i just feel like i know it's right so i'll just do it but when i started walking with the lord and meeting him at my weaknesses like he said his power is made perfect in weakness right that's what it says in the word and and I struggled hearing his voice growing up. So it's like, it's just knowing that I get to meet him at my weaknesses. Now I see where he's wanting to meet me. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if I don't know where exactly you're at, I'm pretty sure you're somewhere there in my weaknesses. Yeah. And you want to meet me. It's yeah, just so beautiful is, to be able yeah. to do that. And now we're sharing it, just yeah. what we've learned. And we're learning even more. So guys, go to the word. Like, don't fully just mm-hmm. take our words for like, just the final say. Jesus has the final say. Like, go to the word ask jesus about it he wants to talk with you he yeah. wants to have communion with you and connect with you like absolutely he's with you right now like, as you listen to this yeah everything we say will be meaningless if you don't let it if you don't let god's spirit teach it to you and let it really sink in so i would encourage anybody to take some time after this spend time with god just literally just welcome him and say like i I welcome you into this please just let teach me from Mm. this um so yeah anyways i cut off your whole introduction dude that was that was that's beautiful (laughs) i'm thankful for that man um so yeah well he asked me to talk a little bit about me so this is this is me i'm i'm a child of god just in Mm. love with jesus wanting to learn um i am not from here i'm from the philippines Shout out to any Filipinos listening. Like, come on, represent. Um, The Lord called me to study here. And I realized that throughout all my life, he's fashioned me to be a missionary, I believe, right now to America. Mm. 
mm. and a missionary here. And it's not like this whole big thing. I didn't, I always thought of missionaries as like, oh, like you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to know all this. You have to know all that. But mm-hmm. it's, it's of course equipping yourself with these tools, but it's also consists of going yeah, and just stepping out in faith and going and you're sent out. And so I believe in my own way, I've been fashioned that to be a missionary here mm-hmm. with my testimony personally. And so I'm just here and I'm studying business, digital marketing and advertising, but I have a heart for the ministry. Uh, and so with whatever I have, whatever I learn here, I know that I'm here for more than a degree. Yeah. If you're a student here, you're here for more than a degree. Or if you're a student anywhere, you're there for more than a degree. You're empowered to represent Christ in your own way there. And it's going to be in a way that you may not necessarily think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's me. I'm, I'm just really thankful to live this life. I'm mm-hmm. privileged to, to be able to walk and to worship the Lord. I believe he's given me a heart for worship. And so that's another thing, like worshiping him in so many different ways, like through photography, through videography, Talented. through uh, Talented, through through, yes. through song, through um, through vocals, and I just I I've been able to relay the Lord's love through that, and I'm just so thankful to be an instrument of that. I'm just mm-hmm. so humbled and privileged. So that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, love how you me. use your gifts, bro. I <laughs> love you. how you use your gifts. <laughs> yes, it's really yeah. awesome. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's get to, into um, this topic of freedom for the most part yeah i just wanted to kind of let you have the floor there's a couple things that i felt like Mm. sharing but um go ahead man take the floor where you can uh you can lead and and start (laughs) this off well i honestly like i'd love to start from like if you have any questions or anything within uh that you feel led to right now okay i have stuff that i may end up getting to okay so i was thinking about this earlier and i feel like how I'm supposed to kind of talk about this is from a, a testimonial right. perspective. Oh, yeah. Just sharing hmm. my life experience recently. So as of late, there was a whole progression. And this is very honest. This was this is very honest. But um, he gave after the last podcast, I just I can't explain, but I God gave me the, the topic of freedom. Hmm. It was very clear that this was what was supposed to be talked about next. Once I had that topic, um, this subject of freedom, you know, that became a whole walk. That became the focus of (laughs) my walk. And that was also something that became severely under attack because um, I got to a place shortly after that like immediately after that, the last episode that we did, um, I think it was about over a month ago when we were talking about leadership and just how even this podcast is a leadership position Yes. and how right. when you are in a leadership position and worshiping, as you said, this is worship, it's got to be an overflow. You do not want this to be a performance. Hmm. If this is not yes. just coming from your own personal life, then you're faking it. And I was like, I do not want to be fake. And then all of a sudden, the week after that, I reached this low, low, just Mm -hmm. this low, low. And I was like, I don't even want to be free from, that's where my heart was at. And I was like, I don't want like to try right now. Yeah. I am living in this low point and I just am comfortable here. here. Yeah. Wow. I didn't want to try and fight to get out. I just, so that 
taught me about that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have anything about it's a, it's a, it's not a good place to be. Yeah. I have I have something to say about that perspective now, but I don't know if you well, if you want to speak on that, mm-hmm. like not wanting to be free first of all, <laughs> liking the the sins that we're liking. living in, you know, yes. like just dwelling in that place because yes. it's like you're just in this like funk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a dangerous place to be in. You and I both know that, you know, just being comfortable first and foremost is a dangerous thing. Like there's Mm -hmm. a point where you're like literally physically comfortable aside from sin or anything Mm -hmm. like that. You're just, it's a point where you're comfortable and then you get like, you'd get more comfortable and you get a little bit sleepy Mm -hmm. and then you try to find a spot where you can cozy up and just stay there like it's a nice rainy day and you just want to stay there and you get comfortable you close your eyes and you sleep and i feel like spiritually that's very possible Hmm. spiritually that's a reality people fall asleep when they're comfortable yeah and that's something that i was in too personally like literally if i can just share a little bit of my testimony Mm -hmm. that's who i was I grew up in church. I grew up in church, born in church. People would ask me, what's your testimony like? And I'd try to make up something. I'd go to the most recent conference or like any place that I felt like, God, I feel you. God, like I'm while just, you were yeah. it, like growing up, people would ask yeah. you what's people your testimony? People would always oh. ask that. And I'd make up different testimonies hmm. where I feel like the Lord was here. And then like, I just didn't feel it. I just didn't feel like... As I was saying that, I didn't feel conviction in saying it. Mm. I didn't feel passionate, but I know that was something that people wanted to hear. And I was so confused because I really, growing up, being a pastor's kid, being a kid who had parents in the ministry, I felt like there was a name that I had to live up to. And I didn't know that within that mindset, I was getting comfortable with myself. I was getting comfortable where I was at. And as a result, I was somehow living a religious life being in a born-again Christian church. Mm. Like, people kept talking about all these different things about revival, but I didn't know that it was something that needed to happen to me personally. I received Jesus as Savior, if I can say that, Savior when I was seven, but it took 10 years of me just comparing myself to people and seeing different standards of Christianity and seeing Mm. People share their testimonies on stage saying like, I almost died. I almost overdosed. I almost, which isn't wrong testimonies. Praise God for the changes and the shifts and that. Mm -hmm. I got confused and I allowed the enemy to confuse me into thinking that's a standard of like, if you are a Christian, that's where the shift happened. Like when you had literally a near death experience, I didn't realize I was so confused. I didn't know what I was, if I was Christian or not. Like, am am I like... Like if I, maybe, maybe I should go into a a place of sin. Maybe I should choose to do that. Like I wasn't that bad and I'm not trying to boast in myself, but I just wasn't like that bad. But I, I have my own struggles. Of course, I'm not perfect. It's just that I just felt like maybe I have to be really bad in order to see where I can change. I got confused with the different standards of growing up where I thought I had to live a perfect life. And so it's just so, so confusing growing up for me until when I was 17, I was still in that place of comparing myself. Then these groups of people asked me, what's your testimony? And then here I am again, Mm -hmm. making up my own testimony, 
just not sure about it, insecure about my testimony. And then two of them from that group come up to be next within the next few weeks saying, Daniel, you're going to have a revival in your life. Hmm. You're not just going to know of the kingdom. You're going to live for it. And at that point, I was confused still. I'm like, God, are you kidding me? Like, I've been doing all these things growing up. I've been living the life you want me to do, doing devotionals, doing these camps, going to these things, looking like this for my parents, looking like this for people, making it look like I'm close to Jesus, raising my hands in church mm-hmm. because I was the pastor's kid. Like, I didn't say that to the Lord, but that's literally what I was saying. Like, I was doing all of this, and yet I'm still not living in your purpose. Mm-hmm. How am I not living in your purpose? And I'm doing all of these good Christian things. And so I was really confused because the spirit of religion was coming up against me. It was tormenting me, oppressing me. And at that point, I asked the Lord, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to be sure of your voice and I want to hear it. How? And then I started asking people, these people who I thought were the standards of Christianity in my life, like this guy was so passionate about this. This guy was so gifted in this. And I actually like started seeking them out. God gave me the grace to start seeking them out and asking them, what is the why for what you do? Hmm. Because worship and everything you do in your life, it's all out of an overflow. And I didn't realize that. I just saw the outflow of things. Therefore, I tried to copy the outflow. Hmm. I was like, that's like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to sound like this. I'm going to copy their language. I'm going to use the same verbiage. And then assume that things are just going to happen, like simulation. But that's not what it is. It needs to be a change in your heart. In your personal time when when no one's around. Right, right. A heart of worship really cultivated in spirit and in truth. So to summarize it, Daniel de Guzman was asleep in his works. He was asleep asleep in his works. So it was not necessarily a life of sin, like sin, sin like defined by the world's kind of sin, but it was still sin because I was not living a life of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so I know we kind of went far, but this is where I was in my life. And I started asking people, seeking out and asking questions, how do you hear the Lord? And they said, Daniel, this is summarizing common denominator of what they'd say. Daniel, you see what I do. You see what God does through Mm. me, but this is why. Mm. It's because I have a personal relationship with him and he wants that with you. He wants that personal relationship with you. You think that following the same pathways as everyone else is going to get you to where you want to be, but Jesus has a personal, just a very personal connection with you that he wants Mm. with you specifically. And it may not look exactly like everyone else's. You may not have an sub like like a radical life change from a a place of super sin to, to like suddenly like that. And, it's been crazy because he led me to his word. That's what he did. I asked him, so how do you hear him? He said, one of the main places through his word. And I super like, I was again, really like, are you kidding me? I've been growing up having to read his word. Mm-hmm. Like my school, everything I, I knew, all my environments were Christian. My homeschool was Christian, literally requiring us to study Bible verses and memorize and recite. And we were graded and writing and stuff wow. like that. Yeah. And so we, <laughs> it was like, God, like I've been reading 
this whole time and I just feel like I don't hear your voice. Yeah. I've been, I'm supposed to know all these things. I've been to all these things. I've seen all these things, but I don't feel it personally. But he told me to get into his word and he led me to John 1. Oh, wow. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that was a verse that I grew up hearing already. A lot of the verses I heard like, oh, I grew up hearing this. Yeah. But when the Lord leads you to it, when you ask the Lord to speak through it, things change. The familiarity breaks. Mm-hmm. And you become like a child and you start seeing the kingdom of God and living for it instead of knowing of it. Yeah, It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, It's such a beautiful thing. Um, so... I was asleep in my works. I'm still pinpointing on that. I was asleep in my works. This is how I was comfortable in my own life. And the Lord's been recently showing me the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. I think I've yeah, shared that yeah, with you yeah, before. Yeah. The prodigal son and the second son. And I realized growing up, I focused most of my my perspective on the prodigal son. Like we're all the prodigal sons. And that's true. We are living a life of obvious sin. And he was alienated from the father because of like he was rejecting him mm-hmm. and what he had for him. But I didn't realize that the second son was also alienated from the father. Yeah. The son who stayed back, the son, the son who stayed home, the son who probably didn't do as much sin, obvious, obvious sin, yeah. and yet was still living in sin mm-hmm. <laughs> because he was rejecting the father, connection with the father. Yeah, which was so... F- funny and ironic because he's with him yes like yes quote-unquote with him yes in the house yeah in the property near and yet still striving and still like in my eyes i realize that i resonate so much with the second son because i see these people who come from such like lifestyles of like immorality and like crazy like dark life Mm -hmm. and then to see this flip like, yeah, that's definitely prodigal son. Like, they come to the father. And I'm here like, why are they so close to Jesus? Why are they so close? Mm. How can they hear so well? How can they do all these things so well? How are they so passionate and so deep with him right away where they they didn't live a life like that? They did not grow up in church, and yet I did, and I don't feel as close to him as, I, as they do. And that's mm-hmm. so confusing. Why are they partying together? <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the lines that probably come from the second son. Why, why does he th- get that gift? Why does he get that ring on his finger? Why does he get the crown? Or I don't know exactly what the, the dad, it was like he kind of dressed him up. When yeah, he came, like, yeah, gave him put, all his stuff. Yeah, put on the, put on the robe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they have a feast and they're just dancing and having fun and partying. And he's like, the second son's like, wait, like, what about me? Like I've been like I've done everything that is worth partying about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet I don't feel celebrated, I don't feel seen, I don't feel I, I don't I know every everything that my father like I know what places my father and yet why does it seem like I'm not being celebrated? I stayed. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave. I didn't get the inheritance ahead of time. I, I didn't take advantage of him. Like what? Mm-hmm. That was literally the words that I feel like were coming out of his mouth and they're the words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did not know how to articulate my words very well mm-hmm. until now he's been showing me that. And it's crazy um, how I, I fell asleep in that. Yeah. I fell asleep in that. I was dead in that. Wow. I was dead in my good works. 
<laughs> so when you're in that state of, of, of being asleep in, in your works, are you, that's where you want to be? Is that where you're like in the moment, you know, is that that attitude of I don't want to be free for you? I feel like to me, it's it's not even like a pleasure kind of thing. It's like a, I, maybe to a certain degree, but I feel like it's more of, if this is not it, like where else should, where else can I be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like if this is not it, like I, I'm supposed to be free here already. Oh, wow. I'm living okay. this, doing all these things. I got you. Like yeah. if I, I'm supposed to be living a free lifestyle, like this is a free lifestyle that I'm living, but it's out of a heart that is not in the right place. I hear you. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I get you. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's on the other end. I'm like, I'm supposed to be free, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a, that's that um, analogy of the prodigal son is actually so applicable to this. Yeah. Because there are two sides of the same attitude. Right. The one is very blatant. Like, yeah. I don't even want freedom right now. I don't <laughs> want what you died for. Like, right. I don't want to live in that right now. I want to be bogged down by it for whatever reason like just it's a laziness it's a a Hmm. complacency (laughs) and that is an attitude that some people have and then there's the other people that are experiencing the same kind of fruit but it looks so much different because they're like they they think they should have it but they don't so okay i hear i hear Mm. how that yes. that's a thing yeah so it's kind of on the other side of the spectrum in a way although i don't i'm not saying that i don't struggle with sin i do yeah. <laughs> struggle with sin and i also feel that place of like i want to just be here mm-hmm. and that's literally the common denominator it's just like like with comfort comes laziness comes i like it here this is mm-hmm. better for me and the danger with that is when you start getting placed out of your comfort zone, you don't want to leave. Yeah. Like when God is trying to meet you and trying to show you your, like, this is your limits. Like you cannot go any farther than where you are right now. If mm. you just stay there, pride is what keeps you there. Yeah. Like you idolizing your comfort will put you to sleep. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's so what I feel like I've learned from being in that place personally was stop striving. Yeah. Wow. And it's literally so shout out to, I want to shout out two people real quick, Walker and Luo. Hmm. I've had conversations with them and they taught me a lot about this. And I'm basically going to repeat a lot of what they said. So um, it's so counterintuitive to what most people would think because it's very anti religious quote-unquote you know mm-hmm. what I mean like the the a real walk with God does not look like what you would assume a, a religion would you know it's yeah. it just doesn't um <laughs> like stop when we say stop striving it's like what yeah are you saying stop trying in a sense that what I've learned is it is 100% reliant upon God everything is if you're in that low place, in a sense, he has allowed you to be in that low place and there's something that he's going to teach you from being in that low place and he will bring you out and just know if you do get out, it is completely because he brought you out of that place. Yeah. As not like apart from him, we can do nothing. Yes. And nothing means nothing. Yeah. Nothing truly does mean nothing. So abiding in him is what kind of brings about his work in your life. Right. 
and to the point where like he he does bring you out of that point but it's literally just him Mm -hmm. and you got to stop trying to do it yourself yes you got to stop trying your own efforts Mm -hmm. the reason you're not the reason you are in that place and the reason i was in that place of um i don't want to get out of this darkness And be, was because I thought the exit was was going to be too hard because <laughs> I wow. saw wow. saw the exit as all these efforts that I would have to make and all this pain and 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 suffering that I would have to go through. But that's not right because where's God in that picture? He's not in that picture. That's mm-hmm. just me mm-hmm. getting out of the hole myself. Um, when in reality. All it looks like is surrendering, mm. and that is so. You can't talk about freedom without surrender. Yeah. Um, the other night, I was at a prayer night, and they went around the circle of people and were asking, "What do you need to let go of? What do you need to surrender?" And <laughs> I had such a hard time thinking of it um, because I, I didn't feel like there. I was holding on to anything I didn't want to. Yeah. But it, it's so much deeper than that. Mm. It is so much deeper than that. Um, mm. There's well. things that you're not allowing him into, that you're not, yes. like, letting him heal. And um, for me, I had to rephrase the question in order to understand it. So instead of what do I need to surrender, it was what does a free Daniel look like? Yes. And once I started asking myself, what would it look like for me to be free? I was able to see the things I need to let go of because if I'm free, if I'm living out my walk with God and being who he's called me to be, I'm not worried about what other people think. And that was when it struck me, fear of man. Yes. You know, so ask yourself that question. Um, And the answer to, to being in that place where you're just complacent in sin is letting go of your own effort and stop trying so hard and just open yourself up to the right. work of God. Right. And I would just like to speak so explicitly about this. God is real. Like yeah. when we're and when we say, God, Jesus, I welcome you into this place right now. Hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Like, this is a real person that we're talking about. (laughs) And just simply saying, God, I welcome you into my life right now. I welcome you into this space. I want to be with you. Do whatever you want to right now. Something will happen because he's a real person. Mm -hmm. Um, Real quick, I'm sorry I'm going for so long. No, keep going, bro. I love this. (laughs) Okay, awesome. So um, there was something I saw, a video on, I think, Instagram, and there was a pastor who kind of tricked his church in a little bit to make a uh, a hmm. point. He came on stage with this old-looking book, and he was like, hey, guys, I found this book of spells at this thrift shop, and I was so intrigued by it, and I, I got it, and I just figured let's go through some of these spells and let's let's read some of them. So he opens the book, and people start kind of flipping out, like, don't read that. It's going to unleash evil spirits and things are going to start happening. And, and there were, you know, all this stuff started coming out. And then he was like, okay, guys, this is not a book of spells. This is just a random book. This, this, that's not what's going on here. I, I'm doing this to make a point. 
You believe that if I started reading a spell from a book, that all these evil spirits would start to, to get unleashed and whatever. But every single week, I open the Word of God, and you don't think anything of it. Like, oh. that struck me so <laughs> much. Whoa. Like, if you believe in the evil powers, like, why aren't you believing in the Holy God? Like, right. His Word, His wow. power. come on. And I... <laughs> That that was a really powerful illustration wow, that fierce. also the the Bible itself testifies that there's power in the word itself Amen. in the, the scripture just reading it. Mm. Um sharp. Like it's yes, exactly. <laughs> All yes. 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 Um and simply like it's just God, but like these words will change you. Yes. Um so yeah. Uh, yeah. that's basically, Amen. that's basically that. That's mm. what I want to say about if, you know, the, the starting low point that some people are at. Right. Um, I feel like that is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. The starting low point, like their weaknesses or where they feel like is like the most comfortable place. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And yeah. I, I just wanted to like, it's just, it's funny how we're, we're both kind of in a way paralleling stuff for like things that look good and look bad. I think we're actually encountering the gray area right now. Mm. Like it doesn't matter like if you're doing good or bad things, either way you can still be apart from the power of God. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like it doesn't matter. Like I, I don't know if this, we can use this quote. I wrote, I, I, I listened to this song mm-hmm. and it's, it's a song that said, the road to hell was built on good intentions. Mm. <laughs> and I don't like, don't take that fully as a word, but like, it's something that's just so interesting because I look back at the fall, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, and it's just crazy because they both just surface level. If we look at it in society, if it was con- on vlog on YouTube, like we argue that they just ate a fruit. Like mm-hmm. They just ate a fruit. Why did it all happen? Mm-hmm. How can that all happen? <laughs> like, yeah. But the thing is, they ate of a fruit of a tree that God told them not to eat of. Like, they ate a good thing. Like, if I'm going to eat a fruit, I think I'm trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's the only intention behind this. The thing is, this tree is literally called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Like, that's the weird part. Like, because, like, no, you're eating off a tree that God didn't tell you to eat of. Like, explicitly told you not to. Mm-hmm. And out of all the trees, it's literally named the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The fall happened not because they ate this fruit. Hmm. The fall happened when they took upon themselves the the knowledge of good and evil. They rejected God's understanding and they did something good with the wrong heart. They did something good, not in faith, but based on what they see. They allowed the enemy to deceive them into thinking that, yeah, it's a good thing to kind of have like the same, like to understand what God's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's crazy how that same pattern since the fall exists now, Yeah, exists now where people just think they're doing the right thing, but they're not actually checking on the fruit of it. Right. There's no, there's nothing that we do that is that doesn't go a layer deeper than what it actually is. <laughs> yes. And and to be honest, like I can give an example in my own life um, of the most minute seeming thing of going a certain path in the library. Yeah. And then I realized it, 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 
it's it seems very simple. Okay, if you want to get to the third floor, go this way. But I realized when I'm doing that, I'm looking to run into people. I'm looking yeah. to be seen. Right. <laughs> That's and I was interesting. Like, Wow. It's it's not yeah. just you walking this certain path in the library. It's you feeding into a, a you know a, something's gonna happen. Yeah, like it's it's feeding into something that you shouldn't be. Yes, and so even the simplest thing like goes a layer deeper. Mm. It really does. And um, to to be free from that, you have to acknowledge it and do the and stop feeding into yes. it. Um, so yes. yeah, real quick. I wanted to read this verse that does talk about sin. Yes. Um, Come on. <laughs> and man, when I first started walking with Christ, this passage right here is, it's honestly one of the most like impactful things I've read. Well, it on. like it, it, when, when it says like, it'll pierce you at any sharper than any two edged sword, like, this is that. And I pray like that it can have that same impact right. when I read this yes. right now for, for the people listening. Thank you, Jesus. It's in John 1, chapter 3, and it says, and this is like so convicting. This is so convicting. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. That's the first statement. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Well, dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the work, the devil's work. No one, here's, this is, big right here. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Yes. This is how we know who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Hmm. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child. Yeah. Nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. There's yeah. a lot to say about that, mm. but I think the biggest thing that can be said about that is take it for what it is. Mm. Don't don't hear that and then sugarcoat it yes. and your and excuse it and yes. dismiss it and try and make it sound like it's not saying what it is. Mm. This is a very explicit message, and I would encourage everybody to take it explicitly mm. because it doesn't get more clear mm. than that. Mm. One caveat, though is this doesn't mean that as Christians you don't struggle with sin. But there's a huge difference, obviously, between struggling with sin and fighting it in your life yes, and living in it and going on continuing in your sin. Willingly. Willingly, deliberately. Yes. Yes. That is the difference. And so this convicted me so much. And that was when I realized, like, God God set me free through this because I was able to recognize how much I didn't want to be in that complacent spot, how much I thought, oh, I don't want freedom. Actually, no, you do. Trust me, you do. You don't want to be a child of the devil Yes, is what it says are the people who practice sin are children of the devil. That is not a title I want. Yeah, That is not. Yeah. Um, 
Wow. And thank God because obviously like that's just that desire only comes from him even because mm-hmm. we're that broken. Yes. So yeah, like you his his path, his way, and I've said this before, but it is so much better than what you think is the best. Yes. You think that you want to be in this place where you're just living in apathy. Yes. But no, you really don't. His way is so much better. You think, you know, you want to be this tough guy or I'm just speaking to random situations that I found myself into of like just being rugged and and not displaying the love that he's given you. No, you don't. You would much rather actually display that love and and be happy and, and live in the joy. Yeah. Like just give it up to him right. acknowledge it before him and he'll work it out in yeah. you Come on. um but i just this verse right here man mm. this passage mm. is so powerful and it's it just demonstrates mm. how if you are a child of god you are walking in freedom yes yeah so if i have another thing to say but if you have something to no. say go no yeah that's so good man because it i feel like I think I was leading us already into that place of, mm. like, knowing when I'm, uh, like, knowing where to find that places where I'm asleep. Like, asking God to show us those places where we're comfortable mm-hmm. and how to discern when those things are happening as well. Yeah. Like, when we are asleep. Discerning when, like, and how we live. Like, just talking about, like, brother and sister, loving your brother and sister and all these different things, you'll know you'll know and and uh, i want to read more through that scripture but i feel like even before you even read this out the mm-hmm. lord was calling me to read about false prophets okay and and it's kind of and not to say false prophets it's kind of it sounds very like oh wow <laughs> but i feel like there's a lot of hypocrisy even within myself mm. that i'm not aware of a lot of times yeah me too, i feel yeah. like i feel like oh i say this but i do that I don't act the same way that I should. I know what I should do, and yet I feel like I'm not doing the right mm-hmm. thing. And I feel like already Paul kind of said that in the word already. Literally, he was processing that. Yeah. But it says in Second Peter 2, but false prophets are also among the people, just as there will be false, peeper, false, false teachers among you who will secretly being, bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed, and in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle. Their destruction is not asleep. Um... And wait, I'm trying to find the exact word. I'm trying to get there. Mm-hmm. But basically, it gets to a point where it says, you will, you will, there will be false prophets and you will know them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. You will know them by their fruit. Let me yeah. look for that verse really quick. And, and kind of similar to here, how it says, don't be mistaken. Um, the one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is simple is of the devil. Yeah. Like you will know them by their fruit. Yes. If, you, if they're doing what is right, it's righteous. Yes. We have, I actually, so this was uh, real quick. When it comes to judgment, there's a whole nother side of judgment that has nothing to do with wrath or mm. condemnation. Judgment is justice. It's mm. an accurate assessment. It is, if I knew who you were and I knew your character and I started slandering you and speaking bad about your character, that would be unrighteous judgment. That would be 
an injustice to who yeah. you are. Yeah. And he's gives Christ gives us righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. everything will be judged according for right. what it was, right. what was done. Um, mm. And also, as believers, we can have righteous judgment in that discernment. So, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, you'll know them by their going fruit. Back, I feel like I read the wrong scripture actually. Oh, but basically, it's still the same with with discernment. Uh, Matthew 7 instead of 2 Peter 2. I'm okay. sorry about that, guys. Okay. You'll know them by their fruits. That's the title of this portion. Mm. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a bad tree bear bear good fruit. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I feel like we're trying to bring it to more of a practical place. Um, I feel if I can go back really quickly to my yeah. testimony. Please. The reason why I felt like I was asleep was because I thought I needed to live a life of perfection. Mm-hmm. I needed to live a certain way. And I don't know who I'm talking to in terms of this, but this is who I was. Like I was trying to live a life of perfection. I, I, my dad and my parents, like they were leading this church and are leading this ministry. And I felt like if I showed my emotions, whatever was, I, I knew emotions were messy. Mm-hmm. If I showed those emotions, I would, I just hide them. Like I feel like if I showed them, it would confuse people and make people like not be able to trust my parents, not be able to trust my parents to lead the church. If they mm-hmm. can't lead their children well, then and they can't discipline their children well, how much more the church? And so I had that false burden upon myself that I didn't know. And as a result, I hid all my, my, my weaknesses and I literally shoved it under the rug. You know, that's what it's like to shove things under the rug is you hide your imperfections and mm-hmm. you hide your problems. You just keep going on with your life because problems... Like just just play through it. There's there's a part where you're like, oh, you can play through it, but there's a point where you have to deal with your injuries. Right. Yeah. You have to deal yes. with your wounds because it'll affect how you live your life and it'll affect how you love others. It'll affect the overflow and the words that you say will not come from a place of love, but rather from a place of hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you can't deal with your wounds and your imperfections. I believe God's given us emotions to be able, or like just emotions to be able to show us, especially when, when we're in pain. Like yeah. your body reacts <laughs> every time there's something that's not right. Yeah. Like you just know it. You're, you literally shout when you have some, like a really bad wound. You touch it or somebody brushes up against it. You, you grunt and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you are designed to react to things that aren't right. Like, mm-hmm. within, like it shows yeah, something yeah. Within, you, within you that isn't right, that hasn't gone through healing, mm. that hasn't, like it's literally been wounded by something or by someone. Yeah. Like, and that's where I was. I didn't know how many wounds I had. Wow. I wasn't addressing it because I thought, no, no, I'm supposed to be uh, like what you were saying, like, a, like a, what a macho man, mm-hmm. like just playing through it. Like, oh, I'm a man. I can mm-hmm. get through this. You fall, you escape, you need to get back up. There's that point where you're like, yeah, you, you, you tough it out. But you got to really take care of your wounds. You do. You really got to, or else you still live in pain. Yes. Okay. Or else you're still trapped in that and you don't have freedom. 
Yes, yes. Okay, this I'm, this is a perfect <laughs> segue. Like this is exactly yeah. That's great. That is so great because I knew one thing I wanted to talk about was that freedom from bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment and things like that. Um, freedom from your past. Yeah. So there's a lot to say about this, and it can go different le- <laughs> yes. levels. There's yes. people who have been really, they have a lot in their past. There's people who still have stuff in their past that's right. not as, quote, unquote, deep, or, like, mm. the hurt's not as deep as some others, but, like, the still the same pr- principles can apply to all. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I want to say when it comes to healing from the past— there's been like things that I've learned about this and, and kind of taking it back to that testimonial perspective. There's things about who I was in the past that I was kind of bringing on to who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's very like very clear from life recently. God's saying, don't do that. Stop saying these things about yourself. That is not who you are anymore. Um, and I was very confused because people who I knew had spiritual discernment, were saying things about me, speaking of me in a high way. Yeah. They're speaking highly of me and, and saying, like, and this is not to boast. This is literally just what they're saying of, like, man, Daniel, like, you can see God radiating from him. Like, yeah. isn't it crazy how much? I was just like, y'all were saying that about me? Me. Like, how were you guys saying that about me? Don't you know, like, if you saw what's in my heart, you wouldn't be saying, like, I was so confused how somebody who I know has spiritual discernment would say that about me. But what Christ is saying is that's not who you are. Yeah. I've given you a new identity. Your new identity is the righteousness of God. And you have that now. Um, And so when you say things like, oh, I'm I'm judgmental, like... No, stop claiming that over your life. Yeah. You're free from that. I've yeah. I've set you free. I've given you a new identity. Yeah, I've made yeah. you the righteousness of God. Mm. Like mm. when God sees me, he doesn't see a judgmental heart. Yes. He sees his perfect love mm. in his son. Yes. Like and everything is a it's all about love. It's all about Christ's love for us. Our identity should be so intertwined with love. That's how I'll put it. Mm. Like, our identity should not be in anything that we have to offer other yeah. than the love yes. and how well we we can love each other. Yes. And Amen. Um, how Amen. we've been transformed by yeah. His love and how His love has set us free because nothing else will. Yes. Nothing, nothing else, else will, will set you free. Nothing. Yes. Like, the thing that you think you want won't set you free. Mm. Like... It's only his the love. Thing that you think you want. Yeah. Again, going back to that, like, it's different than how you would expect it to look in terms of religion. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, honestly, that time of introspection and, and healing from your, your past mm. trauma, maybe sometimes it, it looks like crying. Yes. And just spending the day yeah. thinking about it and processing it. <laughs> yes. That's the work. That is also yes. like God yes. involved. That's yes. even though it might not seem like 
re- I'm reading the Bible and I'm I'm praying right now. Like yeah. I'm spending time, intentional time with God in His presence. Like it might not look just like that. It yeah. could look like you just going home and saying, God, I welcome you right now. Yes. I want to be with you right now. And then just going yes. on about your healing process. Yes. Like that could yes. be what it looks like as well. And and you'll experience freedom from that. That's, right. You're, you have to heal those wounds, yes. like, because he if you, heals, yes. yeah, if you're still walking in who you used to be because of the things from your past that you're holding on to without even realizing it with still allowing that narrative from the past mm-hmm. and not allowing God to rewrite that narrative, mm-hmm. you're, you're walking in a bondage, yeah. you're walking in bitterness and, and resentment and you're not free because the other person who hurts you has gone about their life and mm. doing whatever. Yes. And you're the one who's being held back because you are being resentful and it's infecting yes. you. Yes. It's like drinking wow. poison and expecting the other hmm. person to be hmm. poisoned. Hmm. Like that's literally what bitterness and unforgiveness uh, does. And on top of that, to be very clear, the Bible says in several places I'll be, I'll just say super explicitly, God doesn't forgive you if you don't forgive others. To experience forgiveness is to also show that forgiveness. Matthew Matthew 6, verse 15, that's what it says. That's Mm -hmm. what you quoted from. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father, capital F, forgive your trespasses. Mm. So that's, and it's, it's, that's what came to mind when you first said, forgiveness uh, when you first said freedom hmm. to me that's our topic for our podcast this this week mm-hmm. um and what came to my mind was the story i literally ha- have added up since a while okay. ago math in matthew 18 the parable of the unforgiving servant okay unforgiveness is a prison it and is. let's read about it here yeah. the, then peter came up and said to him lord how often will my brother sin against me let me just flip this and I forgive him as many as seven times. Then Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment had to be made. So, the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But what that, when that same servant who was forgiven went out, he, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him also a hundred denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported it to the master. So this is the first master who forgave the debt, all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your, on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him, delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your, your brother hmm. from your heart. Yeah. That's like this last line. 
Oh, this last two lines. And in anger, his master delivered him to, to the jailers. Like the debt that he was not having to pay, now he's living in that place of <laughs> still yeah. having to pay it again. Yeah. And he said, until he should pay all his debt, he was placed in prison. Like, that's what unforgiveness looks like. Mm-hmm. It's as if Jesus didn't die on the cross for you. Hmm. <laughs> wow. That's what it's like. Like, Jesus paid the debt. You don't have to do anything anymore. But in unforgiveness, you allow the reality of the Old Testament, like in the old times, that same mindset, you apply that to people and you put them under that perspective where they have to work for something. Mm-hmm. Where, and then it changed. And, and literally you get trapped also in that because you carry that same perspective and you live that life as if Jesus didn't die on the cross for you. Yeah. And it says in his word, right? You love your neighbors. It's a commandment. Love your neighbors as you love yourselves. But recently I've been seeing that as more of also a reality in this life that we live. Mm-hmm. Like the way God has designed us, we have a choice whether or not to live that in his image. But in reality, he's still, what he calls us to is literally in his, like his, his will, his commandment is aligned to his purpose for us mm-hmm. and, and his design for us. As we live in that place of not being able to take care of our wounds, of not being able to slow down and pause and check on these things that may affect how we love others, we end up living in a life of striving. We end up mm-hmm. living trapped as if Jesus died, didn't die on the cross for us. We like practically you'd see someone, if you see someone who can't easily forgive himself, like you see someone mm-hmm. who's just so uh, uh, easily just irritated or easily angered by such small things or mm-hmm. beats himself up over grades or beats himself up because he didn't get this job or didn't get this viewer count or didn't get this, didn't achieve something. If you find, if you see him in a place of just frustration and, and you know, it's, it's also very valid to feel that, but it's crazy because if they're easily short-tempered or just so emotional about that, there's a sign that, you know, they're not loving themselves. Yeah. There's a sign that they're unforgiving of themselves. They're in a bondage to something. In a bondage to something. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't know if I explained that very well, but that's what it looks like for us personally. When we find ourselves literally acting out of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Acting out of hurt. We come from a place where perfect love hasn't met us. Right. Where we haven't allowed Jesus in. Yeah. Where we've been rejecting his perspective and where we're still striving. The life that we're supposed to live is a life of gratitude because of that freedom, which we're all talking about right now. Like this freedom, the life that we live, worship, that's all out of thankfulness because Jesus already died on the cross. Yes. He finished the work. There's nothing left to prove. And as a result, I can pursue excellence, not complacency. Yes. With the yes. life that I've been given, I'm supposed to be dead right now, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't like the consequence, like Jesus literally took upon himself. Mm-hmm. Now I can live. Now I can live. Now I can live. Yeah. Like, this is just all that I'm doing right now. What I'm doing on this podcast, like this is all out of gratitude, not to gain something, but because I've already gained it all in Christ. Mm-hmm. I've lost everything. I've counted everything else as rubbish, just as Paul was saying, and just so that I can know the power of resurrection. I've been revived. Mm-hmm. I've The Lord's called me out of whatever I've attained as a pastor's kid or whatever I've attained as an artist or whatever, whatever I've attained as a student, He's called me out of that just to look at him face to face. I'm not the reason for everything. Jesus is the reason mm-hmm. that I'm living in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, yes. This is freedom. This is living. Yes. <laughs> I, I really love how you said 
now I can live, now I can live. Like, I wanted to ask, like, what does that free person, what does a person who is walking in freedom Mm -hmm. look like? Yeah, wow. And I can't, like, I just felt like saying real quick, again, everything we say is completely meaningless if we don't point you to Christ himself is freedom. Yes. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there, there is, is freedom. freedom. That's yes. There is freedom. And apart from him there's there's no freedom. Yes. So like literally I just I just wanted to stress and just say like if you actually do want freedom, it's found only in him and he is the embodiment of freedom. It, it it's if you want to be free, go to him. Yes. Ask him about it. Talk to him about yes. it. Seek that from him because he's the only one who can actually, he will give it to you. Yes. He can bring that healing. He can He can touch your heart in a way where you can let go. He will give you the strength to lay down the thing that you don't even realize you're holding on to that's yes. holding you back and, and keeping you in bondage and keeping you in bitterness and not allowing you to be free and joyful and love and and. And these things that come along with freedom. But yeah. the person who is living in freedom, I feel like just looks like somebody who's unconcerned with the perception of people because they don't have to try and be something to be loved. They are already loved. And yes. because they are loved, they can be who they are. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that I'm learning right now of I'm the beloved of God because he created me first and foremost. And now that I've been redeemed by him, I'm his bride. And that's just adds a layer of depth, but he loves us in the first place simply because we are his creation and he's the architect and he's made us beautifully and wonderfully and, and he's put a soul into us and and there's a value to a person that, goes beyond like just the, it's just because we're we're intrinsically we have that value yeah. so he just loves us for that and I thought you know my perspective for a little bit was interesting because um, I was feeling un- underappreciated in certain areas of who I was and so I found comfort in the fact that God did appreciate those things about me but God doesn't love me because of those things that he does appreciate about me. He loves me first and foremost. And because of his love, I can live out those things that he, you know, the, you know, this creative side, whatever it is. Like he does love that about me, but that's not why he loves me. He loves that about me, but that's not why he loves me. And I want to say that to the person listening, like he loves everything about you, but that's not why he loves you. He loves you because you are you, and it that takes such a, a pressure off. You don't have to strive. That's another layer of freedom. Yes, is you don't have to strive. You just have to be. Mm. You just have to be loved. Yeah. Receive that. Yeah, receive that love and allow it to transform right. you, and walk it out. Just be his son. Yeah, be his daughter. Be loved, first and foremost. Right. That I feel like. It's worth saying identity is so tied into freedom as well. Mm. 
because what you're finding your identity in has a hold on you. Yeah. And so if you're... Regardless. Yeah, if yes. you're not holding on to this identity of I am loved by him, you won't be free. Yeah, and, and you end up literally getting trapped and enslaved to something that's not... You know, you're a slave to righteousness. Not even... And, it, and you're you enslaved, enslaved to something, to something that's, that's not... It's yeah. not even true. Yeah, yeah. You might be enslaved to a lie about yourself yeah. that I'm only worth what I can do. Yeah. Or I'm only worth what I can offer people. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. You're worth yeah. so much more than that. Yeah. You also, like, I don't want to say you're only worth what, like, how you can love people, but that is, a, that is, you're, you're loved and what you should really be putting a lot of your worth in is how you love other people mm -hmm. and how, you know, just how much he's loved you, but also like, are you loving people? Yeah. Are you able to offer that love? Yes. I think right now we're in the place of just practically getting to those places. What is it like to live in freedom, to walk in your deliverance? Mm -hmm. Like, it starts from being humble. Mm -hmm. Like, literally humbling yourself and knowing that I will still make mistakes. Knowing that the life that you are called to live is not a life of... The, the, the things that you're called to preach is not not perfection. Mm. It's redemption. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it is. It's redemption. You're called to live a life of redemption. What is being redeemed in your life? That's what you live out of. Like, this is where I met Jesus. This is how I'm living now. This is how I treat others. And and when you're not, like, that's literally like going back to fruit, like from what you were talking about a, a while ago. You'll know them by their fruit. What are fruits? When we go to Galatians, the fruits of the Spirit are love, I want to have the, I don't care what other fruits, I, I want to know it, but I want to know what the fruit of God is. Yeah. So I'm going to go to look for the fruits of God. That's mm -hmm. what I'm going to look for. What are the good fruits? That Those are the good fruits. Love, joy, peace, peace patience, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Right, right. Literally, all those things, all those things, one of the main, main things is love. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main things, no matter what you have attained, no matter what you know, no matter gift, what giftings you have. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, talks about love. And, and I don't know if that's where they talk about, yeah, I think I was reading that last night. Love, you can have the ability, have all the knowledge, this mm -hmm. ability to prophesy, this ability to be able to comprehend all these mysteries, this ability to give to the poor. And the, you can be the most generous person. You can, and yet without love, you're just a mere clanging symbol. You're noise. Mm -hmm. you're, like you're, it's useless. You're, you're living in vain somehow. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Even with, uh, that is so powerful. If with all, you can have all that stuff going on. You can have the be like spiritual discernment even. Yes. You can have gifts from God yes. that will make people think that they, you must have, have the tightest. Together. You must have it all together. But without love, you yes. have nothing. Yes. And so, we end up becoming false prophets in our own way, whether we wow. like it or not, if we're not careful to check on the fruits that are coming from our lives. Mm -hmm. That's why it's good to a certain degree that we don't think about what others think because we find our identity in God, not in others. But there's a point, there's a reason why we unintentionally start fearing what people think. Yeah. It's because we are also designed for the body. Mm -hmm. We're designed to be accountable to yes. by God mainly, and the God works through the pe his people, through yeah. the body, to keep you in place, to keep you in check, to make sure you're the arm and not the arm trying to become the eye yeah. kind of thing, not trying to be someone you're not, yeah. not trying to find identity in someone that you're not, but you're being placed in accountable, accountability to. And the main thing that you need to be accountable to 
is your fruits, is love. Because again, you literally have all this, these different things and you can end up getting like falling asleep in all these different mm-hmm. things, whether it be genuinely obvious sin or literally good works. Literally, and the, it said also in the end in the word, you guys can look for this. <laughs> Whoever's reading it, you can look for or listening to, to this. You can look for it. Um, in the end, there will be people who prophesy or people who, who, who say, tell Jesus, Jesus, we prophesied and we healed in your name. We casted out demons in your name. And that Jesus' response to them was, get away from me. I never knew I you. I never knew you. I never knew you. You workers of lawlessness. Mm. How can you be lawless doing all these good things? Mm. When you're working under the old law. Mm-hmm. Lawlessness means the old law. This We're living in the new covenant, everybody. Right. We're living in the new covenant. And I've been hearing that. I've been asking people to pray for me in this, that I would live in the law of love. Mm-hmm. This is the new law. It's a law of love. Mm-hmm. And it's super, super, super cliche and super like sweet and cute <laughs> to say that. But that's literally what we live in is the law of love. The law, it's so powerful. That's the goal now for me personally is not to have the most giftings and abilities to speak or understanding or theology or uh, it's or any of these things the my goal is for my life like how does this change my life and yeah. bring forth a fruit of love yeah how does this change my life to love people better does it just puff me up because hmm. love is supposed to build up but the unredeemed version is just puffed up right and vain right. and air and chasing after the wind. Yeah. Literally Solomon, like chasing after all of this. I attain everything. And yet all this is meaning. Everything is meaningless. Mm. And that's why you find so many people with such knowledge and such ability still somehow not find purpose in their life. Mm. Purpose, meaning like such similar things, like, like all aligned with each other. Like, I don't know what I'm def- like, what defines me. Yeah. Like, it's because you found definition in all these things that is not Jesus. Yeah. That's why you find yourself in a meaningless spot mm-hmm. somehow. And you got to allow the Lord to reveal you, to meet you where you're at Yeah. by looking at where he wants to meet you and where he wants to make his power make perfect, yes. which is in your, in weaknesses. your weaknesses. So your emotions, everything will show these fruits, whether it be good fruits or not. Yeah. Yeah. The way you react to things, the way you respond to things will reveal where your heart is at. It says in the word, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Not everything builds up. Hmm. Not everything builds up, but love builds up. Yeah. So it, tackling the gray area, tackling all these different things and what we do and how we live, like all the things are allowed, but is it actually building us up? Yeah. That's how we determine it. If it's not building us up, if it's not building other people up, there may be something we're in bondage to. Yes. There may be something yeah. that is keeping us from seeing the original version of these things. Yeah. Like what we're doing in church, powerful. Like all these things that we're doing, like there's literally such heavy purpose to all these things. Like us, literally humans, like we're made in Jesus's image. Like we're, we're made to literally look like God mm. <laughs> to look like Jesus to this world. Yeah. We're made to be literally a revelation of Jesus to this world, mm. to represent Christ to this world. Wow. wow. But every time we allow unforgiveness to come in, we don't live in that place of love. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah. we don't let love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. When we don't let, when we let feelings come in, when we let what we see come in, 
we don't let the fruits we get in bondage to feelings we get we, we idolize feelings <laughs> mm. and we don't know it but literally it's not like all the fruits of the spirit are not all about feelings no. none of those things are about feelings no, yeah it's about choice yeah it's about discipline. that's why you say love is a choice yes it is a choice actually it yeah. is a choice there will be times where you won't feel like loving a person but that's not what it is you're supposed to love regardless yeah because god has designed you in his image god who is love has designed you in this image to love mm -hmm. yes <laughs> yes that's jesus that's how he loves us we yeah. don't like it's we're not lovable <laughs> like mm. i've seen myself i'm not that lovable no, and that yeah. doesn't mean i should be living from the place knowing that i'm not lovable i live from a place knowing that i've been loved yeah we love because he first loved us yes only because he first loved us yeah yes it's <laughs> so, in that's like freedom <laughs> yes that's freedom his love will transform you it, it's and this is why it, i'm so i'm actually like really joyful to get to share this right now because it's such a good message yes it is good news like this i'm so news. happy to yes. tell you guys this you don't have to like just allow him to transform you just be mm. Just be like, that is such good news. Mm. When I go home for winter break, I don't have to put all this pressure on myself to, to be X, Y, and Z or else I'm not walking with God. That is not what it is. Yeah. It's just be loved and his love will transform you to be who you're supposed mm. to be and to, mm. to pour out that in Christ. And, and when you just are loved and you just be that and sit in that, then it's abide. abiding abide that's abiding absolutely yes yes <laughs> when you have that then you can forgive the person who you yes. thought you would never be able to forgive mm. he, he he gave you so much love and you have that so much to give mm. so yes yes Amen. that's a, that's amazing and it's Come such on. a beautiful message and it's just like <laughs> his his burden is light yes his yoke yes. is easy yes. like it's Stop trying. Stop trying so hard. Let it take it easy. Take yeah. it easy. Just let him do his work in yeah. you. It's it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Like you will be free. You will be free from this thing. It might take a little bit to to heal from that wound, but he's healing you. Yeah. He's you will be. You don't have to worry. Isn't that good news too? That yeah. we don't have to worry about yeah. what other people think. Yeah. Like that is so freeing. Like yeah. we have so much freedom as Christians. Yes. We don't have to worry about these other things. We don't have to worry about if, you know, the world is going to like us or not. Yeah. Because we already know it won't. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> we're not of this world. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. All we, all we have to know is that we're loved by the king. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That is the message. It's a very simple one, which is also another part of the good news. It's a simple. He's, Jesus is simple. Yeah. And, and that's not bad. That's not diminishing him at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that's beautiful about him. He's mm. altogether lovely. Every part of him is lovely. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Come so, on. Come woo. on. Wow. And so we've been talking about, oh, we're actually been we've actually been giving a lot of handlebars. Like, how do we do this? But okay. literally, what are tools? Like, how okay. do we do this with what we heard today, what we spoke about today? I want to ask you too, mm -hmm. like, what does it look like for you? Like, what is the handlebar for like, what's, because for me personally, what it looks like is this is what he's been bringing me to is slow down. That's hmm. very, I don't know, you guys have heard that so many different places, but you know, when you're riding in a car and you're driving really fast, 
getting to a place that you know you need to get to at a certain time, something happens when you actually just stop and slow down and you start seeing things that you normally miss if you were going really fast. Hmm. And that's what I feel with wounds and everything. So you just keep running. Like, the wounds are going to slow me down. And like, no, the wounds are going to keep you from getting to where you need to be, actually. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> so you need to slow down and check on yourself and give yourself that grace that he gives you. Yeah. That's how you forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Forgiving others starts with first receiving forgiveness for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so slowing down. And God has blessed me. He said, like, okay, so look for tools to slow you down. I was like, okay, let's do that. Um, and he brought me into photography. Hmm. That's the only reason why I take, one of the main reasons why I take photos is because he calls me to be thankful. Be thankful in every circumstance because this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. It's the will of God for me to be thankful. And that is, I, I just think that is so yeah. cool. I just think that is the coolest thing ever that that's why you do photography. Like that is insane to me. I love that so much, bro. So yeah thankfulness that so you you know all these different technology like iphones whatever these all speed you up photography can speed you up but photography cameras are one of the very few things in technology that actually slows you down and brings you to that moment that you're at presently that's what i'm saying slow down and be present to check on things that you may not want to see in Mm. your life and to check on things that you want to see in your life that brings you to that place of like okay god like wow, I, I'm starting to catch on to things I don't normally see. Like when you're running outside and you're rushing to a class, you don't notice the skies. You don't notice. Mm-hmm. And it's not like being super like, oh, I'm so jolly. <laughs> but like it's going from that place of thankfulness regardless of where you're at. Yes. Knowing that the work is finished. Yes. That's what it is. That's just having those disciplines to bring you to that place of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. will help you meet perfect love and perfect love will actually address those the darkness in your life yeah. and you'll actually be able to see it even more much more than you would have than you if you were rushing mm-hmm. yeah that's so. amazing that is so amazing <laughs> slow down <laughs> yeah slow down i received that um i think my handlebar i've never heard that before like that. <laughs> um would be to stop be- believing and claiming the lies about yourself that used to be true. Yeah. Um, Wow. And to take on the identity of the righteousness of God that he has given you. Because when you keep on perpetuating these things that used to be true about you, but aren't who you are in Christ, you're kind of bounding yourself to that. And you're not allowing yourself to be free from that. And I'm not saying that you automatically become perfect all of a sudden when you're in Christ, but when you're in Christ and you start to notice like, man, I'm being judgmental, what you can be like is, that's not me anymore. I'm letting go of that. Like you have the ability to do that when you didn't before. And when you're feeling tempted, you can just be like, no, I'm I'm loved. I don't need to, I don't have to do that. Like I have something much greater. I don't have to. I There's nothing that can have that hold on you because he set you free from sin he's you're not in bondage you're not a slave to sin you're a slave to righteousness Mm. um amen so you can't be forced to do sin like you used to be able to and that's why you can't just take on these things that are flaws about you into your identity 
because you're free from he does not see that when he sees you think about oh my gosh yo i'm about to keep on going for yeah. a little bit i <laughs> just have going. to yeah, i have to, to okay. get this point across um he casts the sins that we commit as far as the east is from the west which is infinite like just infinite um yeah we have the righteousness of God. We are made that in him. And so real quick to, to talk about my life for a little bit. Um, I got sick for a little bit and I was just low physically, mentally, spiritually as well. All areas of life were affected, just low, you know what I mean? And I wasn't really doing anything for God at all. Um, I was just getting through maybe the most I I had to give was thank you so much for this day God Mm -hmm. but that was about it I wasn't thinking really about things that were above like I wasn't praying I wasn't even reading the Bible Um, so that was where I was at and coming out of that sickness um, I was talking to Jared Fernandez who we had on here before and he was he gave me this beautiful illustration of Israel and the Old Testament. Israel was a nation, the only nation that had the presence of God with them. Mm. And regardless of what they were doing, whether they were doing something great for God or whether they weren't, the tabernacle stayed in Israel. The Holy of Holies stayed in Israel. And similarly to us as his chosen, as his chosen has his dearly beloved He's given us his presence and it stays with us. It was always with us. He's, he had me at that low point and he brought me out of it, but he was, his presence was with me the whole time. And that's why people were saying stuff, speaking highly of me and speaking how, it's not even necessarily speaking highly of me, just speaking of how they can see God in me. Even when I felt like I wasn't even living or walking with him as because he He's already chosen me. He's already set me apart. He's already given me his presence, and that cannot leave. Yeah. Um, well. And so that's why, you know, people can still see that even when I, what, it didn't feel like. No. But he'll bring that work to completion. So that's why when he looks at us, like we, we can have that confidence and take on that righteousness and claim to be these righteous things, even if it might not feel like that's who we are what we th- sometimes what we feel is just so far from yes. what's actually true mm. and it's so counter to what he says about us he says we're a royal priesthood mm. and he's the high priest he's the high priest yes. right jesus is the high priest um so like a royal priesthood like that is that yeah. carries so much like yeah. righteousness with it Presence we can yeah. claim that we're a child of god i'm deeply and and see i'm seen by him i'm loved by him and transformed by him and that transformed part is what you need to start taking on in your identity so that's what i would say my handlebar would be is to take on and start claiming those things over your life about how he's transformed you start associating that with who you are not not the old things not you know your your sinful tendencies. Yeah. It's not who you are. So oh. don't claim that because you'll be, yeah. Just trapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
All right, guys. This was such a good conversation, uh, Daniel, bro. I agree. Thank you. Thank for you so much doing for this. having me. On. I'm I'm really glad. I'm really glad that yeah, we got to do this yeah. today. The Daniel's collab. The Daniels came together for the, for a certain destiny. Come on. Um, so yeah. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that this was edifying, and and honestly, I I hope that this was able to bring some some kind of yeah. liberation and freedom. Yes. Um, opening some eyes. I believe that's happening. Yep. Sit with God. Sit with yourself. Do some introspection allow him to work on you please share this if you feel like it uh, this is daniel schreiner and this is daniel de guzman yes sir and uh, we'll see you in the next episode thank you guys peace